everyone, I'm Elsa Kania, an adjunct senior fellow with the Technology National Security Program for, at the Center for New American Security and also a PhD candidate at Harvard. And I'm talking today with uh, Rachel. Yeah, hi, this is Rachel Esplin-Odell. I'm a research fellow at the Quincy Institute for Responsible Statecraft. And I'm excited to be here chatting with Elsa today. Um, I recently published a report that I wrote with two of my colleagues at the Quincy Institute, Michael Swain and Jess Jessica Lee, on uh, recommending a new strategy for the United States in East Asia. And so, yeah, I think we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Great. Uh, looking forward to discussing. I've enjoyed the report so far and uh, looking forward to reading through it more closely. Uh, curious to hear more about the impetus for drafting this and how some of your framing and recommendations challenge what have become conventional wisdom in these debates on U.S. policy and strategy. Yeah, so I think the purpose in, in drafting this was in many ways to challenge conventional wisdom on what you know, U.S. strategy in Asia should look like, and especially towards China. And our, th our thinking is that, that U.S. policy toward China has been on, a, on the wrong trajectory for quite some time now. And it, of course, has it reached a real low during the Trump administration. But we have a lot of concern that it's, this is not just a, a Trump problem. This is a, it's a bipartisan issue. And so this report is partly drafted to kind of try to help shape, a, shape the conversation that's taking place in, in Democratic circles and in the incoming Biden administration, as, as well as you know, throughout Washington, both sides of the aisle. Quincy Institute is a transpartisan think tank that is seeking to promote military restraint, more diplomatic engagement, um, sort of regardless of where people stand in the political spectrum. And so the, I think the, the main conventional wisdom that we seek to challenge is the notion that the U.S.-China relationship should be structured around uh, fundamental zero-sum great power competition, or that U.S. Uh, grand strategy in Asia or in the world should be oriented around this big systemic rivalry with China. And we argue that that is not the case, that in fact the greatest threats to the United States are are non-traditional security issues or, or challenges like climate change and pandemics and uh, you know international financial instability or uh, you know, these transnational issues that actually require cooperation with countries that we might, you know, that we disagree with, that might have, in many ways, execrable, you know, human rights uh, abuses and, and political systems at home, but that we we have to find ways to work together, and that and that furthermore, the tendency to focus on military competition and containment of China is is creating a self fulfilling prophecy, and that there are better ways to um, relate to China that can reduce the likelihood of conflict. Absolutely. I think uh, so. It's a really critical debate to have. And I suppose I am perhaps more of a pessimist in that I would trace some of the roots of this rivalry back to the 90s. And I worry that uh, certainly Chinese leaders have long seen this as a competition uh, and think there is a, a lot to debate on, on these fronts. But I, I would definitely concur that I think this is a really vital moment in which to be rethinking a lot of the talk of great power competition or even GPC as an acronym that has become so dominant in these debates. And yeah, I definitely uh, think uh, a lot of value in really, uh, really interrogating our assumptions and uh, looking uh, anew at different elements of U.S. policy in light of uh, light of recent events and possible constraints going forward. Uh, curious, so which elements of the report uh, 
have received the most pushback so far or are most controversial? And why do you think that uh, despite despite those counter arguments, this is uh, these are still recalibrations worth undertaking going forward? Yeah, so this, this is a great it's a fun question. Um, and, you know, I think since we just recently launched, I have yet we'll, we'll see sort of what and we launched right amidst inauguration and insurrection. So I think well, we're still awaiting some of that pushback. But, you know, I, for example, on the Taiwan issue, we really argue forcefully for a return to a more balanced policy of reassurance and deterrence as the best means to preserve peace, means of preserving peace in the, in the Taiwan Strait. And what, we, you know, some examples of what that means is that, you know, we should be aiding Taiwan in establishing a robust defense strategy, like a porcupine strategy, but that that really depends upon Taiwan doing more to enhance its own readiness, improve its training, you know, stockpile ammunition, improve its defense industry so that it can survive longer in a conflict. And so we recommend conditioning, considering conditioning future arm cells to Taiwan of defensive systems that we think are you know, appropriate on improvements in that regard. And we also recommend uh, engaging in dialogue, relating the foundation for dialogue with Beijing in consultation with Taipei over military confidence building measures in the strait to reduce the risk of conflict there. So not negotiating the status of Taiwan, but at least negotiating these these military measures. Um, and then, you know, we also gotten a lot of pushback on the South China Sea issue. Um, and uh, so, you know, I think we argue for a, a much a return to a much more neutral position on the issue and sort of reevaluating uh, what our interests are in that area. Yeah, I'm really interesting. Looking forward to continuing the conversation sometime. I know China's continued to re, uh, to build up and reinforce those assets in the South China Sea. So uh, definitely, it'll be quite a challenge going forward for American policymakers to grapple with appropriate responses. Uh, th thanks again for talking this afternoon. Take care. Yeah, it's been great to join you.